Welcome to the Perp Web Podcast, hosted by Joe Bosch. We're going to talk about something positive. Yes, it is. Instead of talking about something um, that's stressful. It is. And yes. this is going to be about giving back. This is going to be about the joys of doing the job we do. It is. And what we can do to have a positive impact on the world. Exactly. From Deborah Lowry Adams. It's all yours. Thank you. Well, Joe, I really appreciate you letting me share this uh, story, my journey uh, with everyone. Um, um, and I'll, a lot of this is just pictures and I want people to just see um, and what we were talking about, humanity and how we're, I mean, we're all, no matter where you go, people want the same thing. They want to be healthy. They want to be happy. They want to break bread with their family. They want their children to grow up and you know do better than they did i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty simple so universal it is very universal and um my journey wouldn't have happened and does not happen with everyone else so just because i'm the or the people that travel or the vessels that going doesn't mean that everybody can't participate because somebody has to be the team that stays back to do the work that you're leaving behind Somebody had to take my call while I was traveling. Somebody has to step in and do, and I appreciate all the teams that I've worked with over the, you know, several centuries. (laughs) The past few years. The past few years. Um, And you all know who you are. Um, So you don't have to necessarily be the one to travel. You can support this by sharing the message. You can donate equipment. You can donate money. Or you can actually travel so uh, or support somebody that's interested in doing that. So I don't want to. Uh, this isn't about me. This is about uh, all of us. And uh, but I, you know, it, it is something that's really special to me. And so thank you for giving me a few moments to share this. And I'll I'll go fast. Let me okay? tell you, this is our privilege. So I'm yeah, just going to say yeah. it. Oh, this I'm is our privilege. So this. thank you. Anyway, um, so uh, I already see too much sand. I'm not going. Well. <laughs> This on the uh, beach, not enough uh, water. <laughs> I'm gonna just kind of start from the beginning, but this particular photo is from Egypt, obviously the pyramids. And my daughter and I are actually in the photo, and this was after I had traveled uh, to the Middle East, and then we met in Cairo because my brother was actually living in Cairo at the time. So this was it was really cool. We made it a vacation at the end. So this is uh, so a little bit about my story. Obviously, it all starts at THI. Uh, the Texas Heart Institute, where I trained as a perfusionist. And Dr. Cooley, um, and we talked yesterday about, you know, his mission of the Heart Institute, but he uh, was a proponent and a supporter of international education for um, anyone involved in cardiovascular medicine. And, And when I trained there, we had hundreds and hundreds of fellows that came from all over the world to train um, and they were called Cooley hands to train under Dr. Cooley to learn his, you know, to keep it simple, to be able techniques that they could take back to, um, you know, wherever they were from. We had patients from all over the world. We uh, and perfusionists that traveled from other places to THI. So it inspired me to like, wow, international perfusion education is something that you know we could do, and we did that there. So. Um, Doctor, um, this was um, in the 80s, and we had a group of fellows that came from the middle, uh, the Eastern Europe, 
And at that time, Eastern Europe was still behind the Iron Curtain. If you know, older people know that the USSR was still um, a big influence there. And so uh, we had several surgeons from uh, Bulgaria, um, Yugoslavia, Romania, and from Russia, from the USSR, that came to study at the Heart Institute. And one particular surgeon, uh, Dr. Boydjeff Ludmil, uh, which Ann knows Ludmil, <laughs> uh, he was um, very um, insistent that he wanted to set up a Heart Institute in Bulgaria, just like THI. And so he um, spent six months at THI, and then he asked Dr. Cooley if a perfusionist could come back to Bulgaria for you know some time to spend with his team. And so I'm young, and you know, yeah, I'll go. And so I traveled to Bulgaria, and that was my first trip. So I traveled with uh, Dr. Ludmil to Bulgaria and spent a month there with his team. Um, this is a picture of some of the ICU nurses and my birthday cake. I spent some birthdays overseas, so you'll see some cakes along the way. Um, but um, our tea time, we had tea often. And the perfusionist for the next generation, the Bulgarian perfusionist, uh, actually we met in Milan a few years ago. And actually Krasi, the young lady in the front, uh, she came to spend uh, three weeks with us at THI. And Memorial Herman a few years ago. So we uh, are in contact often, and she and I are very close friends. And so we had a great reunion in Milan at a, uh, one of the meetings. So this is just us, you know, having some fun. Oopsie. What did I do? Um, my next trip was also with a uh, fellow from the Heart Institute, and I went to Hong Kong and into the what's called the New Territories of China. And this was with Dr. Jonathan Ho, who is still a research fellow, works with Dr. Frazier in the lab uh, to this day. And we traveled to, um, to China. Um, the perfusionists there were all physicians, and so they were very well-trained uh, medically. And we actually were, uh, had some new technology. We took them the Boston bubble oxygen. I see it. Yeah. Learn how to use I've technology. <laughs> wait, wait, technology. wait, but I love this shifter. Yeah. Open the, 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 the mechanical That's venous the occluder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see I it? I love that. That's great. Yeah. Well, actually, gear shifter. yeah, and there's also on this pump, which is really cool, <laughs> is a mask mover. So the bubblers, you had to lift the oxygenators up and down to get, you know, the, the blood coating on the sock and it would oxygenate better. So you could actually push the button and the oxygenator would go up the mask hole and down the mask hole. So it was really oh cool. We thought we goodness. were real slick anyway. So. <laughs> um, my next trip was to Peru and this was with Dr. Novick, who I've traveled with for the rest of my journeys uh, with the International Children's Heart Foundation. This was in uh, Lima, and the perfusionist there, the young lady that's sitting in the very back, Tula, she has actually traveled to the States and spent several weeks at the Heart Institute and at Herman uh, to learn about transplants. Extremely well-trained perfusionist. Um, uh, Gabrielle, the young lady in the front, on the weekend, she would actually take this heart-lung machine, which is from Brazil, and they would fly to Cusco, which is up in the mountains, and do cases there for people oh, wow. that you know couldn't travel to Lima. So uh, we're still in touch uh, with this team as well. So lifelong friends. 
Um, then my next trip with Dr. Novick was to Pakistan. This was in Islamabad, uh, Rawalpindi. And this is when things started kind of shifting for me about um, the need for um, uh, international perfusion education, but more so they were well, well trained as perfusionists, but they wanted to be recognized as professional. So developing um, um, certification and, you know, professional organizations and Anne can maybe share about some, some things that are happening in South America and, and, the, and Central and South America and, and the Caribbean that I'm really excited about for perfusion. But these two perfusionists, um, are, uh, Tariq is um, actually the chief, and then uh, Yasser, Yasser stays in touch. Uh, we, he emails me at least three times a year. And in fact, in, when my house flooded uh, in Harvey, he was the first person to check on me. And he, you know, he lives, you know, on the other side right. of the world. So uh, really, um, the, both of these young uh, men are uh, biomedical engineers by training and then are trained as perfusionists. So um, it was a dangerous trip, but this was at a time when it was very, um, things uh, going on in the country, but our trips are apolitical. Dr. Novick travels anywhere in the world, it has nothing to do with religion, race, creed, nationality, money, nothing. This is to go and you know take care of patients. So, um, so you make lifelong friends. This is um, just us being silly. It was a dinner we had, and the young lady that's sitting at the table, she's now in medical school in London, and uh, Midhat, she, she, and it was funny when you said mischievous, when she came up to me at this dinner, she looked up and she said, you're a mischievous, a mischievous woman, I can tell. She's like, you go to Disney World, don't you? And I was like, oh, yes, I do. She's like, well, you send me some things, and I also want a Jonas Brothers CD. And I'm like, I don't know if I can send you Jonas Brothers CD. And her father's like, oh, please send her the Jonas Brothers CD. <laughs> whatever she wants, whatever she wants. So, um, yeah, I think for me, the gift. Uh, you get more than you give. I've got beautiful friends that I've made over the years. Um, I skipped a trip. Uh, this is my most recent trip. I went to Tehran. And um, again, in partnership with uh, uh, Dr. Novick and the Novick Cardiac Alliance, uh, uh, there's an organization in Iran, a charity group, uh, reestablishing pediatric perfusion uh, and cardiac surgery for congenital heart or patients that don't have the resources. They have, you know, um, universal health care type there, but for certain patient populations, not all of, you know, it isn't completely free. And so this was a trip that uh, Dr. Novick partnered with the group in Iran. Um, the Iranian perfusion team, Ali's the chief, and um, we exchange uh, perfusion protocols and messages of goodwill um, still and uh, a wonderful team, all extremely um, excellent perfusionists. They didn't need me there, but we had a lot of fun. So this is, I keep pushing the wrong button. Uh, I spent another birthday there. <laughs> Somebody found out it was my birthday and they made me a really yummy cake. You can see the one cake, but somebody took a picture of me. I was doing the peace sign in the OR. And um, 
So we had a beautiful birthday party, and it was actually in a, a, a country home of the former Shaw. So I thought I would do a special anyway. So it was pretty cool. And uh, this is just us uh, having some fun on the weekend. We hiked into the mountains, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, beautiful, beautiful country. Beautiful people. Um, so uh, I want to talk and share about Dr. Novick and the Novick Cardiac Alliance. And if you don't know about uh, NCA, I encourage you to go on their website and look at their mission. Um, Dr. Novick trained in Alabama, and he lives in Memphis, Tennessee, and has dedicated his whole life to uh, the mission of uh, international uh, humanitarian health care for the pediatric patient. Um, Dr. Marcello, who I traveled with to Iran, actually was a fellow at THI in, um, and is also one of the co-founders of the Nova Cardiac Alliance. And their mission and their model is to actually establish, collaborate with the local uh, teams, uh, educate them, train them, come up with some innovative ways for them to be sustainable teams. So it isn't about going in and doing the case and leaving and, oh, how great I am. It's about actually developing sustainable heart programs wherever they travel. So, um, there's um, some really, uh, they dedicated their whole lives to this mission. And so, uh, and if you're interested in, in getting involved, um, the, Perfusion Without Borders, um, it, contact, you know, it's on the AMSEC website, but there's a list of different organizations that you can partner with if you're interested in getting involved in humanitarian healthcare. So I spent many, uh, several, several years, several, several trips. Um, I've traveled five times uh, to the Middle East and uh, four trips to Iraq. We traveled during a time where we still had um, U.S. troops there, and this was partnered with the Vice President of Iraq, uh, the Ministry of Health of Iraq, and then uh, Dr. Novick's team. Uh, and the team was international. There were people from all over the world that were on this team that we traveled to, um, to set up um, cardiac centers in Iraq. And the goal was to set them up in all the you know, regions of Iraq, um, Lots, this could be a whole talk just about Iraq, but just um, understanding that the healthcare system there was devastated along with, you know, what happened with Saddam, and that's a whole different story. This is apolitical, has nothing to do with any of that, but there's a dire need in that country for um, reestablishing the healthcare system. But just some facts about, um, you know, cardiac disease we all know is the leading cause of death worldwide and 17 million deaths uh, annually. And, you know, we talk about resources uh, and availability of resources, and we forget that 75% of the global population have inadequate access to cardiac surgery services, 75%. And there's regions of the world, whole nations, where up to 70 million people don't have access to a cardiac center. Hmm. So, you know, United States, Europe, Australia, we have advanced systems, but the rest of the world does not. Uh, congenital heart disease affects 1 million children a year, and 80 to 90 percent of children with congenital heart disease don't have access to care. 
to adequate care. So that means a quarter of a million children die within the first year of life every year because they just don't have access to care. So there's a big need globally for us to share our knowledge, our skills, and you know, establish resources so that they can have access to care. So I'll go through these quickly, just as I'd like to show the. Uh, the we our first trip, we arrived in Baghdad. Uh, we were taken into the green zone because it was safe uh, for us to rest because we were going to the south of Iraq and we're going to drive from Baghdad to Nazaria. Uh, so this is just a picture of uh, where we stayed, which is actually a former um, palace of the former leader and mm -hmm. was actually a summer home of, of King Faisal, who was with the king of Iraq. And so that's his third dining room. We had lunch there. We had a little garden party before we left. And we're in the green zone. So this is just a picture across the Tigris River. Uh, into the city um, itself. So we stayed in a guest home and this uh, every trip. These were like immersion trips. So we would have continuous teams there through the whole year and then we would shift out. So you'd mm -hmm. go in for three or four weeks and then another team would come. Um, my roommate for three of these trips, uh, Vika, she's from Belarus. She's a nurse from Belarus and uh, she wants me to attend her wedding. I hope too. Uh, this is the hospital, Al Hussein Hospital in Nazaria, where we spent all of our days. This is a really funny picture because they kept stealing my shoes because I would bring my shoes from here and my shoes were never in this pile. So you know, I had to take a pair, but you, know, you had to change your shoes when you went into the sterile room. Don't bring good shoes. Oh, uh, well, it's okay. So this is our operative theater in Nazaria where uh, we did our cases over the, those four years. The team, uh, the gentleman sitting on the floor with his shoes off, that, that he, uh, he is the chief surgeon, a wonderful human being. Uh, Martina, who's also sitting on the floor, she's from Croatia, and she lives now in Nashville and travels with Dr. Novik full time. Uh, Dr. Ahmed is actually an intensive uh, surgeon and he volunteered to train as a perfusionist, so he was my student. And he oh went on. God. He went on to Denmark and went through the Denmark program and got his master's in perfusion. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So he's he's actually writing a book in Arabic with perfusion textbook for his right. his wow. team. Uh, he was a, a really interesting man and uh, very progressive. He decided that he was going to train. 50% of his team were going to be women. And so we wow. have, the team is 50-50. And so this is um, some of the perfusionists on the team and the young ladies that are trained. And all of these perfusionists are uh, have physics degrees. So they have uh, hmm. degrees and this, so this is their advanced training. They're very well educated. Yeah, women in Iran versus Afghanistan, very different culture. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, much more progressive. Yeah. In Iran, yeah. Notwithstanding the uh, the theocracy. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We had fun. Anyway, these are um, another Ahmed and Hadar on our team. Estiel and Sabrine are, are women rock stars. Khalif was the, the chief nurse, and he also wanted to learn how to, to be the perfusionist. So he's learning to pump a case. He was really excited. They didn't like me this day because we were blood priming and I made them use a filter 
they don't have blood filters, so I at least made them use a little IV one, and they were not happy that day because it was taking a long time to the <laughs> So just quickly, um, I know we've rushed for time. I got lots of pictures in here. Uh, so I just wanted you to see some of the faces and, you know, always smiling. Um, beautiful, beautiful journey for me, uh, but for, the, you know, the whole team, it's um, it's been a, a, a journey I want to continue to do. Uh, I may not be able to travel, uh, but I'm willing to travel or at least share knowledge through sending them any information that I can to whoever would need it. Um, Pia and uh, Julia are from Denmark, and this is um, and there's my, my roommate, Vika. Uh, just some, a few pictures of the kids, and I've mixed pictures of, from, they're from different countries, all mixed together, uh, but uh, one, you know, same message. They're, they all, you know, are hopeful for their future. Um, so I'll be quiet and just kind of let you look at some, some pictures. I had music to this, but my daughter said I would get in trouble if I played it, so. We did some pretty complex cases. We, you know, most of these kids have disease that wasn't diagnosed, so you see some bigger kids. But you know, you get there and you get that uh, that transposition that that needed a switch, and so there's some little ones in here too. So they lived that long with transposition, a couple of years. Uh, some, but the little ones um, that we, if we got there and they. You know, he diagnosed because he would take cardiologists too. I mean, he took it whole team. Mm -hmm. We took cardiologists, um, intensivists, respiratory therapists, ICU nurses, perfusionists, and then teamed up with the you know person in that we were training. And then as they got proficient, then we would take less and less. But you know, we the, the several trips where you get there and you'd have a, a, a baby, a, you know, under six months, and he he would. Depending on you know that the resources were in the ICU, he would. He would. Um, Dr. Novick's amazing. He's an amazing surgeon, and he's just a beautiful person. Uh, this you may have seen in the news. Uh, the Pope and they call him Pop. They were so excited the Pop came, <laughs> but the Pope visited Iraq recently, and this is the city of Ur, uh, the birthplace of Abraham. And um, a holy place for um, all, all faiths. And that's just our team on the steps of the ziggurat. Um, one of the, this was a, he took everybody's heart. He wanted to check everybody's heart. This is a really cool story. This particular family actually traveled from Pakistan to Iraq 
for him to get his surgery. Saurus from Fallujah. my buddies anyway I I won't I thank everybody for um, you know giving me this moment to share this with you and I wish you all love